is not the podcast to be listening to in the car with your kids. Um, it's definitely not PG. Maybe a conservative grandmother or mother wouldn't exactly appreciate the language because I cuss a lot. Sorry, not sorry. But I do hope this brings you a little LOL moment, makes you think, honey, roller coaster of emotions. Hold on to your nipples. We're about to enter 30 Paws. into it this week is kind of like a smorgasbord of topics and things and such um you know your girl's really gonna do her best with um releasing the particles but uh also her acrylics are on very off brand i know um but we have a lot to cover so let's just go ahead and get started first of all in pop news most importantly <laughs> um we have Bennifer back it's like I jumped into a time machine and went straight to 2003, and it's Benifer, Jen and Ben, doing their thing. You know what? Good for them. It's like, I, I don't know. I, I, all I know is that her album, This Is Me Then, there was, a, there, I loved that album, first of all. Bought the CD, played it to death. But then... I recently saw that she publicly said that was her best album or her most favorite album she's done to date. And I was just like, really, Jen? I mean, you gave us Jenny from the block on that album as well. So, I mean, it's solid gold in my book. But I was actually very shocked that she said that. But good for her. You know, happy for him. Do you. Live your life. It's like, I was talking to my friend today. It was just like the amount of, like, dudes that she's dated and like guys that she's married I just can imagine that ever being like a public thing but then at the same time it's just like gosh I need to catch up I am no interest in dating anybody at the moment but I mean she's got <laughs> she's got quite the roster and you know what you go girl we appreciate you so there's that. I saw some pap Pap's pics. Um and I mean paparazzi, not pap smear. Yikes. Um, and I saw those pics and I was just like, honey, you better still look twenty-five at fifty-one, okay? Work. Um, I watched a really good documentary last night. It's called Made You Look. A must watch thrilling documentary of uppity white folks getting just Bitch slapped and bamboozled out of millions of dollars. It's quite an interesting documentary, but essentially, this woman bamboozled so many like art curators, um, you know, people who buy art for you know big museums all across the the globe, not just the United States. And I don't know like who she had paint these fakes, but they kind of nailed it. And they got away with it for a really long time. It's very interesting. If you want a good documentary, watch Made for Art. So good. So I also saw 
um, while browsing through the World Wide Web today that New York City is eliminating remote learning for the fall. And I'm just thinking to myself, yes, I think remote learning needs to be eliminated altogether. You know, I can't imagine being a kid and just sitting in front of a computer. Kids cannot, first of all, sit still. I don't care how old you are. One thing I learned through my past education was like, however old the child is, is about how long he or she um, can sit. So if the child is two, it can only maybe sit for two minutes and pay attention for two minutes. If the child's eight, eight minutes, so forth and so on. And I just think, gosh, I know these parents are just so ready. I mean, I'm sure school's out for a lot of people, but they're just thinking for the fall. Yes, get these little nuggets back into the classrooms. It's much needed. These teachers do not need this virtual learning plus, you know, teaching in the classroom. They're pulling double duty. It's just a lot. It's a lot for parents. It's a lot for the kids. It's a lot for the teachers, the administration. I say good for you, NYC. Get those kids out of the damn house. You know they're eating up everything up in that refrigerator. And get them back in school where they belongs. You feel me? I also saw that Gottlieb says there's growing circumstantial evidence that COVID may have originated in a lab. Listen, you guys, I just, you know, at this moment, we are like post, and I say that loosely, we are post-COVID, and there's a lot of changes happening. You know what I mean? Like, companies are, the companies have figured it out. You know what I mean? They're like, we don't need to, you know, have these offices. Who needs these this overhead? We figured it out. Our, you know, a lot of major companies are giving their employees stipends, gym memberships, lifestyle stipends, because they're like, yeah, our employees are happier when they're home working, and we don't have to pay for this big old building and all the overhead that comes with it and they figured it out I'm telling you like post-covid it's really changing things I think for the better in a lot of ways but you know I'm telling you it's like these baby boomers are gonna have a really tough time they're like no we need them back in the office and then you know it's like gen x and millennials are like no we don't need to go back into the office. We don't like the office. And I actually think it's actually giving people a better um, work-life balance, you know? It's like, no, Karen, I don't need you to be my supervisor so you can micromanage me. I actually can get shit done on my own without you breathing down my neck. Now, I don't know what this whole, like, back-to-work thing life is. Because um, your girl lost her job in March, like multiple millions of people did. And then, think, I luckily I got hired in a law firm, and I worked there from like April to September. And then I got the job that I currently have now. So, like, I've always had to go to an office. So, like, I don't know what that's like, but I have a lot of friends and people who are like, I can't go back. They're making us go back at least like twice a week now. And you know damn well. They're making them go back because they need to create 
jobs for supervisors and managers to basically, it's like job security for them. You know what I mean? They're like, yeah, they definitely should come back. But you're only saying they should come back is so that you can micromanage them to death. And it's just like, no, that's not how people are operating now. And people are really coming to, like, a conclusion. I read another article on LinkedIn, and they were just like, yeah, if I'm required to come back into the office, like, they're going to do it for a little bit. But they are predicting that two, three months after being back in the office, a lot of people are going to quit. And it's just like, hop on board. Get with the probes or, like, get out. Because this is this is the life now. You know what I mean? So I think, like, there's a lot of changes post-COVID, but I think a lot of them are positive. I don't know about y'all, but can we release the particles on masks? I'm done with masks. I'm, honey, she's fully vaccinated. I'm only going to be wearing one if there's a sign on the door. Like, I have one on standby because I don't want to be an asshole. You know what I mean? But at the same time, if I don't have to wear one, I'm not going to wear one. You know? Like, if I'm going to be traveling, I'm going to wear one. You know? But I came out this whole pandemic COVID-free. And, like, not a whole lot of people I know can say that. You know? Some people were you know, asymptomatic, and some people I know got really sick, and it's just like, I am so freaking lucky. I count my lucky stars every single day, because I'm, I know I'm in such a better position than a lot of people, and so, you know, mask off. I've had the sty in my eye since Friday. Now, mind you, I fell asleep with my makeup on. Bad. Bad, bad, bad. Don't ever do that. It's like I've done learned not to do that, but I, I did. I took, You know what? I took a gummy, and then I fell asleep, and I got some good shut eye. But then the next morning, I was like, oh, man, I got a sty in my eye. But I went upon my day and, you know, put on makeup, went to the gym, did my thing, la 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 la. And Friday, progressively throughout the day, I was like, man, this is, this thing is really starting to hurt. And I see that it's starting to get swollen. Then it's like two o'clock in the afternoon. And I'm like, okay, now it hurts to blink. Like, this is pretty mage. This is annoying. I, I'm annoyed, you know? So I get home Friday night. Um, I don't do anything on Friday nights because, well, I don't. And I was like, I just want to get home. I want to wash my face. I want to put on my pajamas and I just, um, try to fix this thing, you know? Well, I wake up Saturday morning and half my eye is literally crusted shut. Like, it's so bad. It's so swollen. I was like, mother effer, I am going to have to deal with this for who knows how long. And it's just annoying, and it's itchy and not fun. But I go upon my day. I um, go to the gym. I go over to my cousin's house and help her with her hair because she messed up her finger. And, man, if you've ever, like, broken a toe or cut a finger really bad or broken a finger, then 
you know the struggle. Ten fingers, ten toes are very necessary to functioning. And so I went and did that, and I just felt like my eyes kept getting worse. So everybody's like, put a hot compress on it, put a hot compress on it. Well, ladies and gents, I'm putting hot compresses on it, but the the washcloths don't stay hot. If I just run it under warm water and then I put it on my eye, it's only staying hot for like less than a minute, and then it's not a hot compress anymore. So I'm going to um, put a tea bag on my eye. Um, get your mind out of the gutter. I'm going to put a tea bag. I'm going to tea bag my eye. <laughs> I, I don't like, because I know that, you know, the tea bags stay really warm. And today you guys, Sunday, it was bad today. It's now like itchy and it's like, it's hard. I've just, I've never had a sty that lasted this long in my eye and now I'm like really starting to get concerned but I'm refusing and I mean I refuse to go to the doctor just to have him or her tell me put a hot compress on it and buy some eye drops in the pharmacy I've already done that I've webbed indeed myself like six times I've had colleagues look it up I've had Tracy my mother look it up text me back I, I'm we're all reading the same thing I didn't take my eye makeup off dick move on my end and now I'm suffering for it you know release the damn particles on this sty in my eye my god sheesh we'll figure it out I'll keep you posted for sure you know another thing that I really need to release the particles on you guys is and I don't want to come off insensitive I don't want to come off as if like I haven't heard stories and um, been exposed to different people and cultures and whatnot, but I genuinely feel that we are in the state of over-wokeness. It's becoming overdone. It's, it's getting too much. I can literally go about my life being consciously aware of my privilege, of my Caucasian-ness, of the reality of me being a straight white female is getting me far in life without even me doing that. I'm well aware, okay? I just want to put that out there for real quick. But when... I just want it to stop making news. It made news 20 years ago because Ellen did it. And, you know, it, that was major coming out on TV. And that was a different time, right? And I understand that. But why does every article or, you know, somebody has something they want to share or I'm, I'm identifying as non-binary, like, why can't why can't these celebrities just be rather than making it a headline? Who are their publicists and what are we getting out of this? Now, I'm not saying that these stories should be shared, but it's getting overshared. It's actually blocking their artistry to me in the sense that I don't okay, 
you like to sleep with men and women, or okay, you're non-binary and you're a they, you'd like to be, you know, a they, them pronoun. That's cool. Listen, you guys, I'm on board. The world is getting, like my girl Chelsea says, the world is only getting gayer and browner. So like, I'm on board. I get it. I get it. But I mean, to be honest, you know, I'm a fan, 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 fan of Demi, right? But it's getting too much. So when is someone coming out? Like, why do we have to, like, I think a lot of, you know, my gay um, and lesbian friends, like, a lot of them did have a coming out story because, yes, it was a different time, even 10 years ago. But now that it's more talked about, it's like, does it have to become an article? Does it have to become a headline? Does it have to, like, influx your entire social media? You know what's really, I feel like, is a disadvantage for Demi is that people aren't paying attention to her music anymore, which is great. You know, it's like, we're not paying attention to the music anymore. It's like, we're talking about how you're non-binary, queer, and California sober. It's like, girl, we get it. We get it. It's the over-wokeness for me, okay? It's like, Demi, I just need notes. I need notes, and that's it. I need notes, album, music, collabs. That's what I, that's, that's the Demi I, I, I love and stand for. Honey, if you want to live your life however you want to live it, by all means do you. But if I hear one more thing about your eating disorder or about this, or she's just, it's becoming so saturated. So I was on Twitter. And I saw someone tweet, basically, they were just like, just saying, I'm very much getting sick of Demi Lovato. I'm not getting, I don't, I'm not sick of her. I'm not hating. But I basically just said in my reply of like, girl, we get it. Like, we we really do. And we, and and we and we are here for you and like all the things you know all of the things but i can't you know it's just why are we constantly talking about someone's sexuality i don't really think the majority of the masses really care like i don't care who anybody sleeps with i don't care who you choose to be that's your choice isn't that a beautiful thing about it all? Is that, like, it's your choice? Like, don't you think that Elliot Page would love to just talk about more about his craft and his movie stuff? And, yes, he is an advocate for the LGBTQ plus community, but it's like, I would love to know what kind of roles you're taking now, Elliot, now that you're Elliot. I would, I, I would actually love to know what you're interested in doing. Do you want to keep, do you want to write? Do you feel like there's um, a void of, you know, trans people not, you know, having, um, you know, a voice in some way? Do you see a hole where it's not always, you know, a very pose, um, you know, campy type of um, script? Do you, like, you know, I would love to hear more about that, but it's like, 
we get it. Ellen is now Elliot, Paige. But it's like, okay, this is what I want to know. Are the celebs pushing this and like, yes, I want to do this article? Or are the publicists doing it because it's like a trigger, you know? They're like, ooh, that's going to create a headline. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's have them all do that. It's like, we don't, I don't know. I'm speaking for myself when I say this and, you know, maybe I'll get some criticism for saying this. I don't really know, but all I know is that the overwokeness is too much. I'm over it. And I think everybody just needs to live their fucking lives and their truth and by all means do so in the sense of what makes you feel comfortable, but does everything have to be publicized and politicized? Do you know what I mean? I'm just I'm I'm at a I'm at a loss, actually, when it comes to it because I don't want to be insensitive to these communities, but at the same time I'm sure you guys have a lot more substance to you than a headline about what pronoun you should be, you would like to be called now. I'm going to call you whatever pronoun you want to be called. Honey, the gag is up. The gag is you can be and deal with all of those things and have it to have not be a big coming out magazine article. It's the overwokeness that really just puts me through it. Honey, like I said, the world is only getting browner and gayer. We are on board. We get it. I, the, guys, that's just where I'm at. That's where I'm at. That doesn't mean that I don't believe, you know, certain things. Like, honey, I'm all about the rainbows and people being queer and trans and just living their lives and their truth. Um... 1000%. I'm also, and always have been, I've always been, you know, a person who has black and brown friends and where I had a question and I didn't know and I learned from them. Like, trust me, the mind is open. It's open and I'm, I'm here for the conversations, but it's just getting too much. Can we just release the particles and all of that? Another moment and switching topics because, you know, like I told you guys, today's episode is really just like a smorgasbord of things. But what I've learned in my dating experience in my 30s is that I'll go through waves of me just being like totally open minded and open to the possibility and blah, blah, blah. And just, I'm, and it's not that I'm not open at this moment. It's just like I have no desire or energy to even try to actively pursue someone. I'm like texting a few guys, but it's like, I don't even text them first. It's like, if they want to text me, that's okay. That's cool. But like, I am not going out of my way to seek any more information about you than you're already giving me. So like, hello. Dudes, can you guys just get it together and understand, like, oh, she's not really talking much, or she doesn't really text me much, probably because I'm just really not interested. Or why don't you just blatantly ask, what's going on? Are you interested? What do you like? Do you prefer talking on the phone? I actually do prefer talking on the phone, because if you live two, three hours away, I don't want to be your fucking pen pal. 
You know what I mean? And it's like, also, it's like, people are either very boring to me, or I just find them to be very lazy about it. You know? It's like, I was talking to this guy, and he lives in a couple hours away in Indy, and he's just like, yeah, you should come to Indy, and we should meet out. And I'm thinking to myself, bitch, why do I have to go to you? Not even like, yeah, let's meet halfway and have coffee and meet up and see what happens. And no, you don't even, you want, you want me to drive two and a half, two, two and a half hours one way for you? The man that doesn't even fucking pick up the phone and have a conversation? Absolutely fucking not. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it and I'm not interested. It's not enjoyable. I don't, I mean, the hinge is absolutely pathetic. I just need to like literally remove myself from it because I go on there every once in a blue moon and then I'm just thinking to myself, what in the absolute hell is going on? I don't get it. It's the low effort. It's the low effort for me. You know? Or it's like one of those situations where you're like, oh yeah, I, I went on a couple dates with him. It was pretty cool. I don't know if there's chemistry, but hey, at least like I had a really great conversation and like I felt that way in the past and then all of a sudden it's like you never hear from them again and I'm just like, Mm, that's more of a you problem. That's not a me problem. This is actually not my problem at all. And I move the fuck on. I just, I'm beyond uninterested. So you know how I told you guys all about this pattern, the pattern app? If you haven't downloaded it, please download it. You are just going to be enamored with like amazing life coincidences and themes and things that are very much connected to you. I promise you that. So, according to the pattern, starting back in, like, November or maybe December till, like, basically till the end of this year, I'm supposed to meet someone who is going to remain in my life for the rest of my life. I don't, I take that with a grain of salt because that could be a friend, that could be anybody. It doesn't have to be romantic, but they keep leaning towards it being some sort of soulmate romantic thing and I'm just like cut the jokes because I'm not interested in anyone you know I I'm so comfortable I'm so happy you know of course there's room for growth and improvement but I'm good no thanks enjoy love I'm good. And it's nothing personal. It's just like, okay, once again, all you do is text. It's low effort. And I'm not interested. No thank you. Just no thank you. And that's where your girl is at. If you're single in your 30s, then you feel me. And you get it. You know? It's just like, it's exhausting. It's tiresome. You know, we are coming to a strong understanding of what we want and what we don't want. And I felt like throughout my my 20s, I, you know, dated a lot because throughout each experience, I just thought, okay, well, I don't really know what I want, but I know I don't want this. And the more 
uh, this is what I don't want, the more I became more specific with what I do want. And I wasn't tolerating what I don't want anymore. Ladies and gents, I have not had a relationship go past six months and almost eight years. I don't find that to be a problem. I don't think that's weird. I mean, some people may. I don't really care what they think. I just don't have the gumption. I don't have it in me for the bullshit. I have zero tolerance and I'm done. I'm just I'm done. And if you and if you you and I and we're in a similar boat, then you get it. You know, it's the same with like friends. I went to a brunch on Sunday and by all means I had a wonderful time. I didn't really know anybody there. I was invited through um, you know, an acquaintance of mine that we have not seen each other in years. So it was lovely catching up with her. But at the same time, it's like I put myself in these new situations to like meet new people and yes, they're great. But like I have my friends. Like I have a good core group of friends. Do they live here? No. But I have my people. And I don't need to have a lot of friends to feel like I'm fulfilled. Like, I'm fulfilled with who I have in my life now. You know? Like, in a way. Of course, it gets lonely and you have, you know, moments and things like that. But, I mean those moments are really becoming few and far between for me. I'm just not in it. I'm not in it. I mean, if anybody can just like guide me, maybe get me out of this slump of not giving a fuck, that would be great because I really, really, really don't. So if you relate, definitely holler in the comments. If you don't, lucky you. Because it's a lot. It's a lot, a lot, a lot. I feel like we covered a lot. We covered, like, nothing, but we also covered, like, everything. You know what I mean? Um, so, have a great week. Keep growing. Keep glowing. Keep thriving. Do you, Heaney. We need everybody to be their true, authentic selves so we can just live our best. You know what I mean? I love y'all. Toodles. Have a great week.